0: Blog Talk Radio
1: This is the EWN Radio Network Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host Steve Kidd Third generation minister and business coach Join Steve and his guests to get answers to your questions and help break through to the next level in your business
2: Hi, this is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today, we are going to take the scariness out of technology, and by doing that, we're going to help you be something that we're calling digitally fluent, and my special guest Pam Ross is going to actually explain to you what that phrase means, if you don't know. Let me give you just a little bit of a hint. You are digitally fluent. Um, If for some reason you aren't digitally fluent as a business owner, you definitely need to be. It's really going to be pretty tough these days to uh, be involved in business and try to completely ignore everything that encompasses computers and the Internet and social media and all that kind of stuff. It just would be really, really, really tough to do. And yet, unfortunately, it's really interesting how many people are scared or they avoid the technology aspect of their business. And even though it is intricately involved in so many things we do, we tend to avoid it whenever we can. It's kind of interesting to see how that is. Now, if you were to take any normal uh, 15, 16-year-old, um, they're, they're so digitally fluent. I mean, they live in their phone. I mean, they will sit next to each other in school, on the bus at home, wherever, and they will have conversations via their phone rather than using their mouths and actually just talking to one another. Mm -hmm. Um, And yet, often as adults, we're finding ourselves fighting the transition that's already happened. It's not like the Internet's a new thing that just started last week. I mean, back in 1994, we had some of that kind of stuff going on where people didn't really know if it was going to work or if it was going to last. But these days, let's be honest, the um, the Internet's here to stay. I mean, that's the easiest way really of saying it. Um, and our computers are are an intricate part of our lives. And, and think about your phone. I mean, how many of you would go a whole day without your phone, let alone say go for the next month? Just no cell phone whatsoever, go the next month. I know there are some of you that just had a panic attack at me, even suggesting the possibility of that. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk to you about being digitally fluent, about having the ability to adapt to the right technologies into the structure of your business so that you can effectively approach your business and your customers in this current market. Now, to help me with this, I have with me an absolute expert. Her name is Pam Ross, and what she does for a living is teaches people how to be digitally fluent. So join me in welcoming Pam Ross.
0: Hi, Pam. Hi, Steve. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I can't wait to talk about digital fluency.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming on um, you know, Kathy and I were joking a little bit about it. It's like, you know, it's about time you get a girl that comes on that's talking <laughs> about technology. There are some of us ladies out there that actually really love technology. It isn't just all of the friends that you've got that are guys that want to talk about this subject. So thank you. We appreciate that, too. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, that that's that's
0: actually really interesting because the whole concept of women in tech is, it's a growing, growing field for women to get into, and that's really exciting to see some really great women taking leadership roles in tech companies and that sort of thing, too.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So, Pam, for people who um, don't have the inside track on your life like I do, where I know Kathy and she knows mm-hmm. you, and uh, we got a, we were able to get connected that way, tell us a little bit about your background and what brought you into the field of teaching digital fluency.
0: Absolutely, so it'll sound strange when I say this, but my background is in human resources. so I spent about fifteen years working in the corporate world in human resources jobs, and what I was finding near the end of that corporate uh corporate career was that I really wanted development, I was constantly wanting to learn and You know, in most of my roles, I was focused on building great culture. And so I was focused a lot on training and developing leaders within our organization. But I wasn't getting much development. So I was turning to online sources to develop me. Um, So I was using Twitter to connect with leaders and learn from them and and a lot of informal learning using the Internet. Anyway, so Mm -hmm. about uh, four years ago, I woke up. Uh, and I think this happens to many of us entrepreneurs. I was working in the corporate world, felt like every single day I was giving more and more of myself to the company. And I was starting to actually feel like little pieces of my soul were being torn out of me because (laughs) the company didn't have the same values as I did. And, And so I woke up one day and I went, oh, my goodness, work sucks. And so, I decided to make a change and start my own business. So, when I started my own business, this is where the digital fluency really came into play, and thank God for the internet. Um, I, I started my business having a really small network. I had been working corporately for so long and not networking at all. And so, I knew nobody except for those people that I had worked with over the past 15 years and a few of the people I'd met on Twitter. So I use Twitter and social media to build my network and build my business and it's been amazing. So that's where the digital fluency comes into play. And I still my the main the core of my business is helping organizations build culture, but it's with a focus on this now such a digital world and what they need to do culture-wise to keep up in a digital world and one of those things is digital fluency.
2: Absolutely. So um digital fluency is a word that people are going to hear us use a lot this hour. Mm-hmm. Um break it down to us, give us um, some sure. the the simple um you know what is it the guide for dummies version of <laughs> what it means to be digitally fluent. Absolutely. So
0: I believe that digital fluency is the business literacy of this century. And it's the ability to connect with people, to communicate with people, to collaborate using digital tools. And it's also, and this is really key, it's the agility uh, or the learning agility to learn digital tools quickly because technology is changing so quickly all the time, and there's new technologies coming in. That, in order to sort of stay ahead of your competition, you need to be ready to test and learn and be
2: able to use those technologies quickly. So, uh, is it fair to say that the first step in being digitally fluent is to realize that your computer does not hate you? <laughs> I know I've heard that a lot of times. Um, and secondly, that it's really okay to try things, that there really is not that much that you can break with your website, with computer programs. I mean, you can hit the wrong button and do some things, but you really can't destroy your computer unless you, like, drop an entire soda on top of it or something.
0: Oh, my goodness. Um, I have that conversation, Steve, with my mom and, my like, some some people all the time. You know, don't be afraid to click that button the worst thing that can happen is you have to put, press the back button after that to go back, right? You're not going to break no, something absolutely. by kind of testing and trying trying out that app on your phone or uh, that, you know, clicking around a website to find information. You're not going to break anything when you're trying to do that. So for sure, definitely your computer is not a scary thing. Um, social media I think there's still fear of social media it's so disruptive and I think you know people are still quite afraid of social media but really social media is really forgiving as well I mean there's there are companies and people that have made big mistakes on social media and been able to uh, come back with a really human response and had the internet forgive them really
2: quickly In the end, the two things that I think are most key is, A, you want to be authentically, genuinely yourself. And and that's the biggest problem I think I see most people try to do on social media. You know, we see somebody that's a real big wig, you know, um, somebody like Lisa. Nichols, you know, I mean, I, all of us, I've said often that, you know, Lisa could read you her grocery shopping list and inspire <laughs> you, you know, um, all of us wish we were that inspiring, um, Yes. but then we come to our social media and we're like, well, I can't measure up to that, you know, and, and so mm-hmm. we either A, we try to emulate Oprah or Lisa or people like that, or B, we just don't try at all, when in fact, mm-hmm. all we need to do is be us. I mean if if God had wanted a second Oprah, He could do that, but He doesn't need another Oprah. He already had her.
3: She's done mm-hmm. all the
2: things that she's done for the world. And now what He really wants for us to do is to really shine what's unique and brilliant about us. And and that's when uh you know social media can really shine for you.
0: Absolutely. That's the thing about social media. You you don't have to be Oprah to build an amazing brand around yourself. You don't have to be Lisa Nichols to inspire people. You can be yourself, and you now have the opportunity to converse with people, to create and share content online, to build your brand and connect with people that you never would have had the opportunity to do before.
2: So it's, it's amazing, the opportunity and potential. Yeah. And that's why it is so important that you be digitally fluent. Um yeah. and, and, and that you embrace that word. So I, I know even myself as I was putting together the show, I was like, Yeah, do I want to use the word digital fluency? Is that gonna turn people off? You know. <laughs> Uh, you know, because I've heard that from so many different people, and, and the truth of it is, is, is that being digitally fluent is is as simple as saying, "Hey, you know what? I'm willing to give it a try," mm-hmm. um, and maybe that's what it should be being being a a willing digital trier. I know that's great English. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that and that testing sort of mentality is so key. I mean, you could you can be digitally fluent. I started my, my use of Twitter with a Twitter handle that I didn't even ever send a tweet. And I, I still have that Twitter handle in the background. I don't use it anymore, but it, it never sent a tweet. I just used Twitter to listen, socially listen or digitally listen, and see what was being said about my industry, about leadership, about the topics that I was interested in. And to see how people were using it, so that's the first step. I mean, just try it. get out there and see what's happening on some of these social networks, and you don't have to be sharing or be be doing that until you're
2: ready. I think that's important too nobody's uh, nobody's forcing you uh, and and you don't have to take any steps beyond what you're ready for, but just dip your toe in the water, see what's going on out there. expand. Your ability to take in the information. The thing that really made the internet take off, and I remember the culture of it back in 94, the, you know, 95, the really early days of the internet, was that everybody just shared everything. It was amazing. Uh, sometimes I sometimes I even miss it, you know, because there's a kind of a culture of uh, of exclusivity these days. And and in the early days, everybody just shared. You know, it was like, how did you do such and such? Oh, well, here you go. Let me send you the file. This is the program I used. You know, you can use it too. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, and that is the core of what really makes the internet work is people sharing themselves, their knowledge, their information and their lives with other people. Um, and that's all that we're really encouraging you to do when we talk about being digitally fluent is, hey, we like you, and we'd like you to share you with us. How's that for a thought? That's so
0: true. And I still find that, especially with those people that are active on Twitter. So, I I, I mean, I'm active on almost every social media channel there is, including the new, and I shouldn't say I'm active on them, I have tried every social media channel there is, including, you know, the new Meerkat and and Periscope uh, for streaming videos that just came out over the last couple of weeks. I'm constantly trying these things, but I have found for that openness that you talk about, Steve, that um, it's still there with those people that are really active, especially on Twitter. I have been so fortunate to meet like thousands of people, and how I use Twitter is actually to connect with people in real life or i r l if you're if you're on Twitter and only have one hundred and forty characters um, so when I've found when I meet these people in real life, they are first of all just like they seemed on Twitter, and just as a, so their their persona on Twitter is exactly what they really are that authenticity really exists. And they're so open to sharing what's working for them, how they've built their business. You know, I, I got so many tips and so much advice from people that I had just met on Twitter, so much more than from people I had known for years that were maybe a little bit more closed off. So the social world really kind of, uh, it thrives in those open people.
2: Absolutely. So, now that we've hopefully gotten you a little bit interested in maybe trying some things online and on your computer and different stuff like that, we are going to take a short break and then we're going to come back and we're going to give you some specific help on some some specific things that you can do to be digitally fluent. We'll be right back.
3: Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. One of my mottos for business owners is you can't do it alone. Whether you're in the startup stage of your business or you're scaling, you can't grow without relationships to provide support, wisdom, and new customers. eWomen Network is your home to connect with other women entrepreneurs who have been where you are or are experiencing the same challenges. We have chapters across the U.S. and Canada that have monthly events featuring our trademarked process called Accelerated Networking to ensure you get the contacts, resources, and leads you need to grow your business. And once you become a member, you get many benefits, including two one-on-one coaching sessions, unlimited access to our membership database, your own personal profile page, and discounts on products and services with our business partners, such as UPS and American Express Open. Join the eWomen Network community and let us help you live your dreams. For details, visit eWomenNetwork.com. Hi, this is Steve Kidd, the host of Thriving Entrepreneur.
2: I want you to know you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. As some of you know, I'm blessed to work with my amazing wife, Kathy, and together we want to help you thrive. Our website is wehelpyouthrive.com. That's what we're passionate about. That is what we do. We help you thrive in both your life and your business. We are so excited to be bringing to you Thriving Entrepreneur every week, and we want to help you thrive in every aspect of your life and business. To show you how grateful we are for you listening to our show, and more importantly, to help you on your road as a thriving entrepreneur, I have recorded Chapter 1 of my book, 10 Things You Must Have, to thrive in life and business. This chapter is about finding and following your passion. I wrote it with the intent of helping you find and develop your passion so that you will share your unique brilliance with the world. You know that we are created for a purpose, and we want to help you shine. So just for listening, we are giving you the expanded audio version of Chapter 1 of 10 things you must have to thrive in life and business. To have all you do be something that you are passionate about. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio and enter your name and email address. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio to hear about all our shows and to get your free gift Today,
1: welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. Hi, this is
2: Steve, and I'm here with Pam Ross, and we are talking to you today about being digitally fluent. Um, and like I said in the last segment, really, all we're trying to do is encourage you to just try some things. Um, you know, some of them you're going to like, some of them you're not going to. One of the things you'll find in social media is there are certain. Different types of platforms of social media that you're really going to like, and there are some of them that don't appeal to you as much. Some people are really into, you know, like YouTube videos and things like that, and other people, they're like, yeah, it's kind of a waste of my time. Some people really love the 140 character aspect of Twitter because they can say something real quick and then move on. And other people really like to have long conversations and, you know, posting blogs and really actually giving, Um, you know, like, for example, if you were going to do a recipe, it's a little, well it'd be impossible to do a whole recipe in a tweet. You know I mean? Unless the recipe is grab two pieces of bread and slap some, some peanut butter on it and slam them (laughs) together. I'm not even sure if I got under 140 characters with that one. (laughs) The question as a business person needs to be, what do you want your online presence to do for you? And so to help you think through that, uh, Pam, what's what's like maybe the top two or three things you can think of that a person can really do with social media, with the Internet that would really enhance their business? Okay,
0: so – the first thing, Steve, to build on what you're saying, it is to know where your customers are. So if you're doing this to build your business, where are your customers hanging out? Even if you are a B2B business, you know, get into the mindset that you're actually a person-to-person business. It doesn't matter that you're selling to businesses. It's actually a person that's making the decision to uh, buy your product or, or to partner with you. So, first of all, realize that it's all people to people business, and then think about where are your people um, and what is your product so if it's thought leadership that you sell, then a blog or um you know LinkedIn postings are probably a really great way to go. If it's retail or you know something visual, then you might want to look at a network like Pinterest or Instagram if you want to connect personally with people, I find Twitter really helpful for that. So first of all, figure out, you know, where are your customers? Where's the, What's the best way to share your product or service? Um, and then, you know, just try something. So I, I'm going to go to Twitter because I find it the simplest network to sort of learn because it is that 140 characters, it's, It's quick and easy, um, and it has a great search capability. So I would start with actually just starting a Twitter account and searching for keywords that are related to your industry or your business and seeing what people are saying about that kind of product or that kind of service that you offer. So you can start to connect with what those people are looking for. So start there. Just just. Get a Twitter account and just search and see what people are saying. That's uh, kind of a, a really simple first step. And then think about, you know, how do you want to be seen? What parts of you do you really want to shine? And if you're going to start bra- start uh, sending out messages and posting on whether it's Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever it is, I always say, think about the three C's before you post anything. So that is, if your customer were to see this, if your children were to see this, or if your CEO, if you have someone who is, uh, is, is kind of leading you, were to see this, are you going to be proud of them seeing it? So making sure that you are representing your personal brand and your, your organization's brand in a really positive light from that perspective But there's a few tips to start with. I could go on and on. Do you want me to keep going, Steve?
2: (laughs) Sure. Why don't you give us another tip?
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, The other thing is there are these things called hashtags, which uh, I think it's sort of this unknown territory for people that aren't really active on social media. And so I want to demystify that a little bit and explain why they are actually important to use. So, when you first start on social media, you likely won't have very many followers. So, you can feel like you are posting and talking to yourself. And uh, hashtags can start to change that. So, a hashtag is the little pound sign in front of a word or a series of words, and it becomes a clickable, searchable term. So, when you use a hashtag, you're able to find everything that other people also posted using that same hashtag. So if you, uh, say, work in um, in food service or in any sort of service industry, CustServe, C-U-S-T-S-E-R-V, is a hashtag that's used quite often when talking about customer service. And when you start to use that hashtag in your own tweets, they will show up, for other people that aren't following you if they're looking for that hashtag. So that's how you start to build a presence when you don't have one already. So that's uh, something else to think about when you're starting to want to be known for something is figuring out what are the searchable terms that people might use to find you and using hashtags that relate to that. And you can Google, you know, hashtags for retail or hashtags for uh, coaches, or whatever it is that you do, you can, you can Google and find some hashtags that would be good to use. Start incorporating those into your Facebook posts or your, your Twitter posts, and that way you'll start to be seen by more people because it can be really hard when you first get started and, and you feel like, why am I bothering? Because no one's seeing my tweets and no one's interacting with me. Um, so do use hashtags. And the other thing is don't broadcast. This is something I see often with uh, with businesses that you uh, we think that social media is just a new way of advertising, and it really isn't. It is social. You will get far more out of it by actually connecting with people and having conversations with them rather than just uh, sending out and advertising your own business all the time.
2: So if you were to even just think about this last few minutes that Pam and I have been talking, and um, you were wanting to express what we are expressing, but you wanted to do it on Twitter, what you would do is take a little thing like a hashtag is what we used to call a pound sign. You know, Mm -hmm. it's shift three. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so – if 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 you were in the space that Pam's in for her business, a tweet could be as simple, as simple as, "When did you learn that hashtags were the pound sign?" And you engage the people with that kind of a thing. And, you know, that was totally off the fly. So I apologize, Pam, if I, you know, under undercut, you know, how good a tweet could be. <laughs>
0: that's a but, great example, though, because that's something simple that everyone can relate to. So by asking a question like that, I'm probably going to get some responses, and then I can start talking back and forth to people, and that brings in the social element.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's just like if you were in a room full of people, you're not going to scream out at the room full of people, hey, everybody, I, blah, 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 you know. Um, (laughs) You would be very embarrassed, hopefully, and if not, the rest of the room would be very embarrassed for you. (laughs) Um, But what you do is you're going to walk up to one person, you're going to say, hey, how you doing, Um, and you're going to talk about what do you do for business, and you engage them in conversation. Social media is very simply just engaging. If you think of, and we've encouraged you to this before in branding sessions and things like that, to think of your customer as a specific person, and then you mm. just engage that one person in a conversation, it becomes a very easy tweet. How are you doing today? What is the thing that you struggle with most on a Monday morning? I mean, feel free to steal that. I can guarantee you whatever industry you're in, everybody uh, is going to have customers that can relate to what is the one thing you struggle with on Monday mornings. Um, (laughs) uh, It's those kind of things that uh, integrate people and get them to, uh, to begin to talk back to us. So I'm going to get your mind spinning a little bit. We're going to give you a little bit of a break to be able to think, because I think that's good for you uh, to engage your brain in it a little bit and think about what are some of the things that happen in my day-to-day life that I'd like to know if it happens in other people's lives. You think about those kind of things, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes.
3: I'm looking for a certain kind of woman, and I think you know her. She's an entrepreneur that is highly connected, successful, significant in her own industry, and considered the go-to woman in her community. She's received so much from so many women in business, she's ready to give back to others on their journey, lifting as she climbs. Hi, this is Sandra Yancey, and I'm the founder and CEO of eWomen Network. I'm looking to connect with the woman I've just described who lives in your community, so that we might have a conversation about how Network's proven success system can provide her a platform to elevate her success and ability to support women in business. Our international community of managing directors are influencing the speed of success for women in business around the world. If that sounds like something that you want to be part of or know someone we should talk with, send an email to managingdirector at eWomenNetwork.com. That's Managing Director at ewomennetwork.com. And let's start the conversation.
1: This is the EWN Radio Network.
3: Hi,
2: this is Steve Kidd, the host of Thriving Entrepreneur. I want you to know you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. As some of you know, I'm blessed to work with my amazing wife, Kathy. And together, we want to help you thrive. Our website is wehelpyouthrive.com. That's what we're passionate about. That is what we do. We help you thrive in both your life and your business. We are so excited to be bringing to you thriving entrepreneur every week. And we want to help you thrive in every aspect of your life and business. To show you how grateful we are for you listening to our show, and more importantly, to help you on your road as a thriving entrepreneur, I have recorded chapter one of my book, 10 Things You Must Have to Thrive in Life and Business. This chapter is about finding and following your passion. I wrote it with the intent of helping you find and develop your passion. So that you will share your unique brilliance with the world. You know that we are created for a purpose and we want to help you shine. So just for listening, we are giving you the expanded audio version of Chapter 1 of 10 Things You Must Have to Thrive in Life and Business. To have all you do be something that you are passionate about. All you need to do is go to wehelp.com youthrive.com forward slash radio and enter your name and email address. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio to hear about all our shows and to get your free gift
1: today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur.
2: Hi, this is Steve. I'm here with Pam Ross. And we're talking to you about being digitally fluent. What we're really actually talking to about is just simply actually living a social life. Um, I think most of us do, and we just don't realize that we do, and or we're really good in social situations, but we don't really realize how easily that connects over to social media. So Pam, what, what are some examples or ways that we could help people understand the connections from what you would normally do socially and, and how that relates to social media? Mm -hmm, For sure. So,
0: I mean, first of all, it is that conversation on social media. So, you know, responding to someone else's post on Facebook or LinkedIn or a tweet on Twitter, you know, replying to their question or adding to a conversation about an article they've written or a blog post. That's one thing. And then the where I find social media so amazing is when you take those digital relationships into in real life relationships. And one of the best ways to do this is when you're going to a conference. Nowadays, every conference you go to, almost every event you go to has a hashtag associated with it. We just talked about those hashtags. And it is amazing how you can use that hashtag to connect with people that are at the same event Having conversations about the things you're really passionate about or interested in, and then you know following that hashtag conversation, converse with them to meet them in real life so i'll give you an example. Um, I go to a lot of conferences, and one example is the canadian h r conference h r p a conference there's over four thousand people at this conference, and so it would be really hard to find. People that, that I want to meet be, without knowing where they are through the day. So we've had some really huge success with using the, the hashtag for the conference on Twitter and saying anybody who's interested in meeting up in person at, you know, 3 o'clock on Thursday afternoon, let's meet at this, at this room and we can, you know, meet in real life. And by doing that, you're all of a sudden taking some of those, you know, those digital information, those digital tweets and conversations and relationships and bringing them into real life and being able to meet people and connect with people. And what happens is when you meet those people that you've already talked with on social media, it's a much faster connection. So... It's not Hmm. like going to a conference and just passing out your business card to everyone. These are people that you've already kind of filtered through and know you want to meet. So it's really amazing the connection that can happen in real life after you've connected digitally, if that makes sense.
2: Oh, absolutely. It makes sense. It is so ironic because literally as you're explaining how to do that, um, Kathy and I are going to a conference next week, and she is actually arranging with a few people that are in our NN90 group um Mm-hmm. to uh, get together and all of us work out with coach Anthony who's been a guest on the show. Um so uh, you know literally as you're explaining the example I'm actually watching the social media have that same conversation happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's just you know it's it's cool how real life and uh, you know really does work out <laughs> that way and it really does work because um you know you said it perfectly if there's 4000 people in the room um mm-hmm. how awkward can it feel to walk into a room of 4000 people yeah. where you don't know anybody you know oh I mean, my
0: god Yes, and you know, I recently wrote. You know, you talk about using social media to become known in your personal brand. I wrote a blog post on LinkedIn a few months ago called um, "How I Stopped Sucking at Networking," and <laughs> I, I hate that. I hate that feeling of walking into a room where I know any know nobody. And as much as I seem like an extrovert, I am extremely shy when when I, when I don't know anyone. I don't want to go up and interrupt people's conversations and try to meet them. I, I will just as likely stay in a corner and not talk to anybody. So using Twitter has completely revolutionized how I network and it's allowed me that opportunity to connect with people be, and get over my shyness because I already have a little bit of a relationship with people when I walk into a room now. So it's, it's Amazing what it can do for you if if you hate that networking situation.
2: Absolutely, um, you know it's just so great. We always tell people we I've said it on the show many many times before. We only buy from people that we like, admire, and trust. And mm-hmm. I've used as the example um, how many of you have left a store or a restaurant, or any of those kind of places, because you got bad service, or you were treated Mm -hmm. poorly. Um, You know, there's just too many options. Even for basic things like groceries, you know, going and getting a a gallon of milk, if somebody's really super rude to you, you're going to just say, okay, you know, I can go next door and buy milk. You know, I don't have to get it here. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. The same is true in reverse, and I think sometimes we we easy we easily can uh, relate to that negative, but we don't think of the positive aspects of that. And that's the fact that um, the ability to find people that you like, that you admire, that you trust, and vice versa, that like, admire, and trust you, that you can connect with in the real world as well as over the course of social media is one of the biggest things that you can really bring to the table with something as simple as 140 characters in Twitter.
0: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It is quite amazing. And you mentioned YouTube earlier, Steve, and video is so amazing. And video is easy. Like you can do a video with your phone and you don't have to be, you know, having a professional videographer or anything, those videos by phone or with your webcam are just as effective oftentimes on social media as those professional videos. In fact, sometimes more so because you seem more authentic. And video builds trust because people are seeing your face. They feel like they're having a conversation with you. They're talking to you I don't know if this has ever happened to you, and I'll tell you the story. Of, it's kind of embarrassing, but I was at an event years ago, and I saw this girl across the room, and I went, oh, I know her. How do I know her? And I actually at one point was in the same vicinity as her, and I said, hi, how are you? Long time no see. I hope things are going well. And she was so gracious and answered me as though she knew me. And as I was walking away, I realized she was the weather reporter on my local news channel, and I had never met her before in my life. <laughs> so it, it's amazing how seeing someone on video actually makes you feel like you know them, like them, trust them. So, you know, you mentioned YouTube and, and and video, and that's such a great venue if you want to build trust and build relationships with people as well. And there's so many ways to do quick little videos now with um, different networks and and so that's another way of building those relationships online before you meet in person.
2: absolutely. in fact, for those of you that like statistics, um, there is a recent statistic that i've I've seen a couple of times and heard it in a couple of different ways that a one minute video is the equivalent of writing a hun uh, i'm sorry one point two million words. Now, think about that for a second. 1.2 million words. You can do the same effect um, in one one one-minute video. Um, And to just drive that home uh, even more so statistically, people are 70% more likely to opt in if you make an opt-in offer on your website via video than they are if it's just words. So if you have, you know, an opt-in on your page that says, you know, get my free eight-step program on how you can be rich next week, um, sounds great. Uh, I'm sure that it wouldn't really work. (laughs) Where can I find that program? (laughs) Yeah, really. Um, But, you know, as impactful as those words would be if it was really true, the truth of the matter is is having the person sit in front of a video and do 30 seconds to a minute, explaining how it is that they can actually make you a multimillionaire next week if you just opt in, um, people are 70% more likely. And that's an extreme example. But regardless of what your opt-in is, 70% more click-throughs by having that video rather than having it in text. Wow, and Steve, so you've just inspired me to add video to my
0: opt-in, which I should mention because it might be of interest as it's related to the topic. Because I've written, uh, I do a keynote presentation all the time about um, communication, leadership, business in an in a digital world, and I wrote an ebook called "How Social Media Is Changing Business and What to Do About It." And so my opt-in includes that ebook plus a series of Tutorials that you get for free in your in your email box and they actually walk you through some of the stuff that we've been talking about with a screencast. So I'm actually walking you through, you know, how do you use the hashtag here's how online. So it's like step by step. But I don't have a video introducing that. So now I I feel like I'm gonna get off this mm-hmm. this uh show and go and make a video for my opt in. <laughs>
2: Absolutely. Well, and it's a perfect lead in because what we like to do for this last commercial is rather than play the recorded commercials is actually do it live. Um, And I really like to encourage all of you that are listening Obviously, you've gotten some great information from Pam, and so you're going to want to do more with her after the show. Um, After you've listened to it, the next thing you want to do is go, well, you know, I kind of got this hashtag thing, but I don't totally understand. Could you explain it to me in more detail, Pam? Well, it just so happens that Pam actually does have that all ready to give to you for free. How about yeah. that? So Pam can you tell us a little bit what can people do to opt in to get to know you more and to work with you? What what would be the best way for them to do that?
0: Absolutely. So my website is pamross.ca, Canadian website. And uh, the opt in is right there on the front page. It's probably not as uh, front and center as a lot of people do it. I don't have a pop up or anything. It's just right at the top of the page. You can opt in with your email address and get that ebook and those tutorials and um what what the core of my business is is helping entrepreneurs or entrepreneurial organizations build really strong culture, and that includes everything from building strong trust within and about their organization with customers and building innovation, digital fluency and agility within their organization. So I and branding your culture really really differentiating what your business is all about and and what it means to work for you and work with you. So that's what I I focus on and digital fluency is just one part of that because it's so important for entrepreneurs and businesses
2: today. And I think that's so important because your business really needs to have a culture. It needs to be something that everybody is bought into and that everybody is rowing the boat in the same direction. You know, there's nothing worse than every, you know, you got five or six people in a boat and four of mm-hmm. them are going one way and two are going the other direction, you know? Yeah. And um, and
0: as an entrepreneur, like how do you decide? So I work with entrepreneurs. If you're hiring your first person or your 50th person and trying to figure out, you know, you want to keep the feeling, like, why did you start your business? What is it that you love about it? And how do you keep that love that you have for what you do and for the business that you're growing as you add people, how do you how do you bring them in and in- induct them into the organization so that they're rowing in the same direction to
2: your point? Absolutely. So that's Pam Ross, P A M R O S S dot C A. Um that's right. I mean it could be much easier of a of a domain name to be able to go and find. You should definitely I <laughs> encourage you to opt into that and and get some of this information and and have Pam help you. Um, so, what we like to do here at the end, Pam, is really leave people with some things that they could do immediately. We've given you lots of concepts and lots of, uh, you know, how to's and what are's, but now let's talk to them about specifically what could a person do right now today that would impact their ability to be more digitally fluent.
0: So, I'm going to go, like I said, to my simplest network, and I am going to suggest that. If you're not on Twitter, sign up for a Twitter account at twitter.com. A few things to help you get started, put your real picture into uh, into your profile, and then search in the search bar at the top of Twitter. You can search for search terms. Search for some search terms related to your business and see what people are saying about that business and choose some people to follow based on that. So that's really simple. If you're already on Twitter, take a look at your last 10 tweets. And are you broadcasting and using that as an advertising place? Or are you actually having conversations? And if it's all broadcasting, you know, I recommend, you know, at least 50-50, but even more so 80-20. So 80% of your tweets being conversations with people and less about broadcasting your business. So take a look at that and start changing the way you're actually interacting and be more social, authentic, and human on that network.
2: Absolutely. It's really key, and, and Pam gave us such a great secret, and she said it so simply that I I hope everybody caught it, and that is the hashtag. That's the pound sign, you know, hit shift three, if, if you're totally unfamiliar with it, mm-hmm. just hold the shift button down, and hit the number three, that's a pound sign. That's now called a hashtag, okay? <laughs> um, right. It's so important, but it's also so useful because with those hashtags in there, you can type in a word, and people that have been talking about that, uh, that have put those hashtags in their posts, those Results are going to come back up, and then you can see what are your customers talking about. It is so important that when we talk, we're using the words that the people that we're talking to would actually use. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll give you a perfect example of that one, Pam. We did a research project a couple of years ago on the word car, you know car um and it turns out that if you're a, a US based um in somewhat Canada but mostly United States only based company that um the word car is like 89% of the searches use the word car if you're talking about anything to do with cars on the flip side to that if you're anywhere outside of the United States they don't use that word at all it's like less than 10% of the searches um, because they use the word automobile. Mm-hmm. So if you have an audience that is U.S. based and you're dealing with cars, you'd want to use the word car. But if you have an audience that is broader than or outside of the United States, you would want to use the word audio. Or I'm sorry, auto, because that's the word they use. You want to get to know the words your customers are using so that you're talking their same language. Uh, what's what, a great what, what's example. Another tip? Yeah. What's another tip that people could do right now to uh, become digitally fluent? You know, it's really about just trying things. I mean, the first step is
0: really do sit down and think about what you want to, uh, like where you want to connect with people and where your customers are. So, you know, look at Pinterest, look at, Twitter, look at Facebook, you know those are some of the biggest networks LinkedIn, and just get started somewhere. Choose one and get started with it. Um, you know certainly download my my ebook will give you tons of examples of what different businesses are doing on social media and how it's been successful, so that will give you a good starting point it actually has um, Places for you to take your own notes. It asks you questions: How could you use this? What would be your uh, related example? So it, it it walks you through how to use the the examples for your own business. Um, but you know, the first step is just get just trying something, just making an account and looking at what people are doing in that network to connect and to and to uh, share their knowledge and content.
2: So important. Uh, It's really, really important that you know that you're not going to break the whole Internet.
1: I have heard
2: people say things. Um, some of them are very funny. Um, you know, I, I knew one person who literally was afraid to hook up the internet to their computer because they thought their entire house was going to get a virus. Like the toaster was going to get a virus because uh, you know because of the internet. It's really. Um in spite of some shows that I've seen on TV that I like I wonder if people are getting scared by some of the things they show on here. Uh, it's no. really not a scary place. Um and for the most part you're going to find that people are there and they they're they're waiting. They're literally waiting for you to share what you do well with them. Um but if you don't share it they won't know um it isn't a field of dreams thing where if you just build it people are going to flock to you in droves but it is a situation where when you share your unique brilliance with the world um the world shows up and they're they're glad to see it whereas if you're just pretending that you're you know Oprah 2.0 um people are going to see through that and they're really not going to be interested if they want to hear from Oprah they're going to follow Oprah
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, you can take a look at some, some people like um, Peter Aceto is the CEO of uh, ING Direct, which is called Tangerine here in Canada, Bank, and he is extremely social, like see how he interacts on social media, and that'll give you an idea of what's really working, or um, Ariana Huffington, very genuine and authentic on on social media. Even Richard Branson shares quite a bit. I don't don't know for sure whether Richard Branson actually does his own social media. I'm guessing he has a team. Um, But take a look at what some of these really social CEOs are doing. They're listening to their customers. They're interacting. They're really, really caring about what people are saying about their business and about their customers. So there's some good examples out there to kind of model and, and
2: understand. Absolutely. Well, Pam, an hour has flown by again, like it always seems to, and we've come to the close of another show. I want to tell you how grateful I am to you for you taking the time out of your day to talk to us and and kind of pull the curtain back and make people hopefully breathe a little easier and be able to feel like, hey, you know what? I could do the social media thing. So I just want to tell you from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day today to to be with us.
0: Thank you. And I really, really appreciate you taking the time to to talk to me about it and and have me on your show. It's so great. Thanks so much, Steve.
2: Absolutely. And for those of you that would like to connect with Pam, remember it's Pam Ross, P-A-M-R-O-S-S dot C-A. Remember, it's ca, not .com, but .ca. Um, And Pam has some great free gifts for you and some things that can really help you. Um, In the meantime, I want you to remember that you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose, and the world needs you. Kathy and I are here to help you shine your brilliance in everything that you do. I hope that you'll join us again next week. I have a very exciting For me, guest that's coming up. Uh, The gentleman's name actually is Don Crowther. Don's been in internet space since the inception of the internet back in 1994. He's one of the literal gurus in the space of social marketing and social media. One of the people that actually predicted the downfall of MySpace before Facebook really was known by anybody. And Don's going to take some time next week to share some things that you can do in social media and take this conversation that we had today one more step further and help you become a real expert at social media. In the meantime, remember, like you said, you're uniquely brilliant and you need to let that shine and live each of your days as a thriving entrepreneur. Have a great week.
1: Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time.
2: Hi, this is Steve Kidd, the host of Thriving Entrepreneur. I want you to know you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. The world needs you. As some of you know, I'm blessed to work with my amazing wife, Kathy, and together we want to help you thrive. Our website is wehelpyouthrive.com. That's what we're passionate about. That is what we do. We help you thrive in both your life and your business. We are so excited to be bringing to you Thriving Entrepreneur every week, and we want to help you thrive in every aspect of your life and business, to show you how grateful we are for you listening to our show, and more importantly, to help you on your road as a thriving entrepreneur I have recorded chapter one of my book, 10 Things You Must Have to Thrive in Life and Business. This chapter is about finding and following your passion. I wrote it with the intent of helping you find and develop your passion so that you will share your unique brilliance with the world. You know that we are created for a purpose and we want to help you shine. So just for listening... We are giving you the expanded audio version of Chapter One of 10 Things You Must Have to Thrive in Life and Business. To have all you do be something that you are passionate about. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio and enter your name and email address. Go to wehelpyouthrive.com forward slash radio to hear about all our shows, and to get your free gift today.